What is Keystone? Oh my goodness. Do we want this to go Wait, for another no, hour? I, th I think Sheila needs <laughs> we're, to. We're trying to end this thing, Sheila. <laughs> Sheila, yeah. She, that, we'll, we'll, we'll kick out. Let's, let's answer that in a Patreon. We'll I was going to say, that should, be a, that should be a whole special on Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> if we can get Elisa back, we can, we can go back and forth. But if not, I'll bring Corey. Oh my God, that would be like <laughs> three hours. <laughs> the Minnesota Football Show, your regular dose of smart, socially aware, and occasionally snarky news and commentary about local, national, and international soccer. The Minnesota Football Show co-hosts are Sheila Regan, Bridget McDowell, and Pablo Miranda. Produced and co-hosted by Rodrigo Sanchez Chavaria and Eric Silva Brenneman. You can follow the Minnesota Football Show at MN Football Show on your social media platform of choice. Subscribe to and rate the Minnesota Football Show on iTunes. All right, welcome to another Minnesota Football Show. We have Rodrigo Sanchez Chavaria, Bridget McDowell, I believe. Uh, Sheila Ring will be joining us at some point. My name is Eric Silver Brenneman. Uh, another week. Uh, we've gone through a complete uh, climate season since last weekend where it was like 75 degrees and beautiful. And now it's like 30 degrees and snow all over, everywhere. So welcome to Minnesota. It's still um, yeah, yeah. How are you all doing, Rodrigo and Bridget? Any Any big news? Just fighting the oppressive whiteness that fell from the sky the last couple of days. So that's, uh... <laughs> nice. Classic. Same. <laughs> right on. Well, we got some things to talk about. Um, we're going to try. I'm not even going to say it because I'll jinx it if I say it. So we're going to move at a quick pace and see what happens here. Um, reminder about the beer and wine offers for our patrons. Uh, Patreon.com backslash Minnesota football show. Uh, I just I just racked the front to knock. So I've got I'm actually. It's a good problem to have, but I'm running out of space for the amount of carboys that are that are currently in second fermentation <laughs> right now. So there's there's a lot of wine happening. Um, this is unrelated to that, but I'm just putting out here that I'm finishing up a uh, an EP, one of two releases. It'll probably be they're going to be spread out between obviously the end of this year and next year. Uh, so hopefully that will get itself out here in. I don't know. I'm not going to put a date on it because it's hard to predict still with distribution or anything, yeah. but we're getting close. We're getting very close. Nice. Uh, so you can, you can go to, I mean, it'll be on, on the iTunes and, and YouTube, Spotify, blah, blah, blah. But Bandcamp is always probably the best place. So it's ericsbmusica.bandcamp.com. And that's, uh, that's usually the artists. We get the, the best uh, cut out of Bandcamp as well compared to all the other ones. Okay. Jumping in. So, Minneapolis City, let's start here, because uh, we had a meeting on Wednesday. Bridget, were you in there as well? No, I was not able to make it on Wednesday. All right, right on. Well, I was there, and uh, it was cool. I mean, it was it was the typical rap and opening the books and talking budget, and, you know, they we it was no big surprise. It will come as no surprise to any of you that was just the way that the year has been, and there were some, uh, there were some tight corners, to say the least. And through a lot of the generosity of, of the members – who had already paid in their membership and the season didn't happen. They just turned that into a donation to basically keep the club going. And that really kind of saved the club in a lot of ways. So it was kind of cool to see the community, you know, essentially hold the club up and keep it afloat. Um, we had a couple votes, typical scarf thing that Bridget, I know you've been a part of before and, and, and everybody's battling, of course, on Twitter, on which one to go. Um, 
We're going to uh, support coaching staff. I think for the first time ever, instead of being volunteers, they're going to get some kind of a stipend. So that's cool. Good. And the big one that I believe we can announce because I think they put it out. So if they put it out, we can talk about it. Um, yeah, there is going to be in some uh, way, shape or form, a Minneapolis City women's club, which is awesome, that's, awesome, that's awesome. huge. Yeah. Yes. Um, so we've started the basically the vote was, do we want to do this? And of course, I was just assuming it was pretty unanimous. Uh, it passed. So now we're going to start in the planning process. Um, I'll just read a little bit from the uh, from their announcement here. It's been a part of our vision uh, since we launched in only a matter of time since we, we had a strong foundation built from which we could launch a women's team with the member vote. We're going to move forward with the planning process to create a uniquely Minneapolis City women's team. We'll work hard to make sure it's 100% city with the same executional excellence, the same hype and profile, the same fun and crazy support, and awesome uh, and awesome that we have become awesomeness. I think is what we're going for there that we have become known for. So anyway, happy to break that. I'm very excited. And in in some way, I I'm not even sure why, but I I think I believe I'm going to be on the planning board, which seems kind of silly. Um, I'll do I'll do what I can, but I feel like <laughs> Mr. Rodrigo Sanchez Chavaria, this would be a, a position for you, sir. If you decide you want to buy in and get in. Oh, I bought in. Oh, there yesterday. you go. Yeah. Right on. Well, I, I can connect you because I, I know that uh, there's I know name. I know Matt, so yeah, yeah, your your name was floated already, so really? What what was that? Oh, we just we were just talking. That? Sort of. <laughs> I, I need I need an ego boost, so please t please guess me up, please. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, for the very least, you know, for the planning committee. But then, depending what happens from there, I mean, brother, I could see you on the coaching staff. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, yeah. Also, P. Uh, just just people are wondering. I hate pink pink starbursts. So if you like pink starbursts, <laughs> I have a whole jar you can come take for me. We we just voted on getting <laughs> getting coaches a stipend, man. So I'm trying to like set you up here. Give you the good stuff. No, I, I, I'm, I'm, I don't want to. Like, I think. I no, think it's all. Ali, that's all in the future. That's all. Yeah, way, like, I way think Ali and Tori are the, are the people to 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 get give more opportunities. I mean, Tori's at McAllister, I think, right? And yeah, assistant yeah. coach at McAllister, and so like, yeah. And from what I've seen and heard, um, she's she's got all the all the right accolades and all the right mentality and aspect of it. You know, I think there's always a, a, a there's always needs to be a voice that deals with community outreach, right. And the aspect of partnership and not so much like um, we had, I had a conversation with a bunch of coaches earlier this week that we talked about how like the aspect of rec and club using those two terms, totally like um, pin one against the other, right. One is just, you know, soccer and the other one's high 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 level soccer right and those how like those two terms can totally you know paint a different picture for people who are looking into it right and so i think that's one of the things that that need to do that but i also want to be able to you know um have these entities or institutions also support the local grassroots stuff that's been happening you know like the tc souls of the world the the kfas the like a girl programs the monarchs all those type of things i want them all to be able to be supported so that way they can um grow their own their 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 
membership, but also you know the, the pool of talent and and are able to not have to have you know a way where uh, where where they have to pay for other clubs in order to be able to be seen or to be uh, valued at this is my thing. So, yeah. So, yeah. Cool. Allie was actually in the call with us in the meeting and she was very funny. (laughs) (laughs) It was cool to just listen to her. Sheila, what's up? Welcome Um, back. Sorry. I went on a a hike and I uh, was not, I'm not quite as fast of a walker as I think of myself. (laughs) (laughs) It's all right. Nice to have you back. How's everything with you? Any big news? Uh, not really. Yeah. Quarantine life. We're all kind of like digging in right now. Like now that things are gotten extremely bad around here, like, you know, we, I've even made the kind of the conscious decision where I, you know, if I was going to go to the co-op or go wherever for, you know, groceries or the liquor store. Now I'm just like, I'm hesitant. So we're doing, we're doing the delivery situation. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. Um, should we jump into some MLS stuff? We'll just keep rolling here. Keep this thing moving. Yeah. All right. So decision day, that was last week. And I was treated with some uh, rabbit ears, ABC that I love so much. We got <laughs> Philadelphia and uh, New England. Bridget, you and I were kind of talking about this one a little bit. And yeah. it was the first time I'd really watched a full Philly match. They look really good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they look good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Santos gets a goal in the 42nd, kind of a garbage goal off, off the post. Um, I, we, I, I just put in here, then Burke scores in the 69th as well. Minneapolis city. We just spoke about them. Minneapolis city zone, Brandon by he started and he gets subbed off and you know, there, there's your final score, Philly two, new England nil that. And then while this is happening, obviously we're getting updates from all the other matches and, as you can see, I, I lined everything up there. But the big one that was important is New York Red Bulls beat Toronto two to one, which then gave uh, Philadelphia the supporters shield in first place. So congrats to them. Well deserved. Uh, Jim Curtin probably going to win coach of the year, I'm assuming. He should. Really? You don't think Oscar Pareja deserves a, a run for it? Well, he does too. But I feel like Curtin's gone. I mean, he was working from from the start, like he was back at square one. This is uh, his what sixth, fifth, sixth year? I can't remember. Sixth. It's been a while. Yeah, but he put together the most, like like you and I were talking about, Eric. Like it's the most complete team uh, that we've seen in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. Um, each match, it's you know, the defense is clutch, midfield solid. Uh, their their attackers can score, which is not something that we see from a lot of MLS clubs these days. Right, uh, and it's a team performance every match, and he really built that from a, a very uh, quiet and somewhat disappointing club into what it is now. Pray um, has been fantastic for Orlando, and that's a huge turnaround as well. Um, so I wouldn't be too mad if he wins it over Curtin, but it's, I mean, Curtin's got a shot there too. Well said, well said. Yeah, they look really good. Like just, just the idea, I mean, we're, we're far away from deciding what the final's going to be, but if, if in some 
imaginary zone that Minnesota actually makes it and they were to meet Philadelphia in the final, I'd be very frightened. <laughs> um, so on, uh, on the Eastern side, then we already mentioned Toronto loses NYFC FC beats Chicago. That actually knocks Chicago out of the entire postseason, mm-hmm. <laughs> which kind of a surprise. Did not see that one coming. And also, Columbus beats Atlanta two to one, and Atlanta's out. Minnesotan celebrates. <laughs> <laughs> um, Montreal beats DC. That was a crazy game. Two. You watched that, that one? Talk, yeah. You want to talk about it? That was nuts. It was just like back and forth, like it in, in like. Yeah. Edison Flores had a had had an assist um up to was it Donovan was it Pines? I think it was I Pines. I think it was Pines, yeah. Yeah. And then literally like at and then like, you know, because this is all about positioning who's gonna qualify to the to, to MLS because both of the teams were on the bubble, like you know. And um and it's a heartbreaker for DC United because um right, because they're able to um as it Kyoto, Romel Kyoto. But, but was this the one where um, Mason Toy assisted the, on, on the play? Yep. Was it, yep. yep. He made that huge run down the middle yep. and mm-hmm. had that cross. He ran into space and someone got him the ball. Yes. Wow, right? It's a crazy thought, isn't it? It's a crazy thought, right? Crazy talk, I tell you. <laughs> who would do something? You know, you know, who knows? Young people have energy. Sure, make them run to a spot. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's not, not tactics. It's not tactics. It's just let them play. Let them play. <laughs> And now Henri and and I'm happy for Henri because I like Henri and I'm also happy for Tori because he gets to be in the playoffs. And so like that should be interesting. I don't know how that's gonna play out, but that was a crazy game. Good game to watch. That's, it was it was good to see him with that smile, the the locker room photo afterwards. I've never seen a smile that big on that kid. He nice. never really had a reason to, to yeah, have such a big smile here. That is true. So yeah, so Montreal kind of sneaks in there. Inter Miami also went, beats uh, Cincinnati two to one and sneaks in. Um, Red Bull we already mentioned. Nashville three to two over Orlando, pretty big win. And and we already pretty much assumed that Nashville was was going to make it, and that kind of solidifies it. That we'll yeah. talk about the actual bracket, but that's uh, that's two expansion teams, which is just wild to think that. I don't know. It's not something we could have even dreamt of four years ago. No. Again, and, and to knock out um, Atlanta at the same time is kind of insane. Absolutely. Although we you saw mean, that you coming. Mean sweet, season. right? You meant. You, I think you. I think you meant the <laughs> well, wrong. Yeah. Sweet. I think you meant sweet. It was sweet and glorious. It's sweet for us, and then overall, as as a league, it's kind of insane. I had to check in with Primo Jeff and I just got like dot, 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 no responses. <laughs> although, although we were laughing about the, what we'll talk about uh, uh, DeBoer in a little bit with the yeah. Netherlands. He, he, he did think that was pretty funny though. But what, okay. happened, what happened with Atlanta? Why was, why did they uh, internally combust? Ooh, well, there it, I mean, it's, reasons. go ahead, Bridget, yours. Uh, so without Joseph Martinez, up top he had the acl injury mm-hmm. right at the beginning what was it the first game of the regular season before the shutdown um and he was they they built their entire play around him um had a couple players out they lost a couple on trades 
Um, and then the coaching situation, which has just been chaotic. Mm-hmm. So some of it's like sort of beyond control because it's injuries related. Yeah. So some of it, yeah. Some of it's no, injuries no, and no, some no, of no, it's no, just too. internal. Yeah. When they, when they switched from um, Martino to uh, DeBoer, I mean, it was just like a complete tactical 180. And, you know, they basically went from a very, I mean, you know this from what we've talked about. They were basically a, a Colmebol, like a Brazilian or Argentine team. And yeah. he tried to fit this very European model, you know, the uh, trying to fit the circle and the square kind of thing. And it was just a mess. Just a mess. And uh, hold on to that thought because we'll talk about DeBoer in a second too. <laughs> right. It's coming. I mean, they're also, they were never able to replace Amiron. So Miggy yeah, was yeah, that too. That's true too. So and, the two uh, Argentinians that they had failed pretty much at this point, right? And what's his name? God, it escapes me. Now in midfield for Columbus. Um, for Columbus. Um, yeah. Oh, 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 the, the German U.S. Um, Russell. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Wait, wait, okay. Did you say Gressel? I did. Gressel plays for DC United. That's, oh, not Gressel. Uh, okay. What's his name? Like, I think of his name. Uh, I, I know the name, but anyway, forget it. Not important. What I was going to say is, yeah, thank you. We'll look at the table here. So we already mentioned Philly wins it all, number one. Thank you, Rodrigo. <laughs> Backing me up. Toronto comes in two. Uh, Columbus three, Orlando four, NYCFC five, Red Bull six, Nashville seven, New England eight. Montreal 9, Inter 10. Now, these guys, there's more. There's obviously four more on this side. They're going to do their little play-in. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, But we'll jump to Wes. Yes. No, I just want to say that I heard on Twitter, no, no, on on TV, one of the funniest things to reference in the England Revolution as the fighting Bruce Arenas. And I thought that was the funniest (laughs) thing I've heard in a long time. (laughs) He gets feisty. Darlington Nagby. Thank you. There we go. Ah, that's it. Negative. I could see his face and I could not think of his name. Um, I love this story so much. This is from Weeby and, and the crew over at Extra Time. Um, so they they knew just because of COVID and shipping and all these things that the actual su- physical supporter shield itself was not going to be able to get to uh, Philadelphia in time for them to like celebrate. And so this uh, I, I can't even remember the extra how, how the line is but it's like an mls office worker i just joked around here it's like the, the office workers sisters brothers dogs veterinarians you know cousins uncles all the way down the line it gets to this guy who has a replica captain american shield and it's actually weighted with a magnet so like you know it'll stick on his back like captain america whatever <laughs> and he's like yo can we use your captain america shield to just give the team something to celebrate with for the uh, supporter shield until the real one comes. And he's like, oh yeah, whatever, sure. So they put the sticker on it. They kind of did some, you know, they improvised and, and made it look like the actual supporter shield <laughs> so they could party with it. And they're like, you know, show that they won the shield. But the story is just spectacular. I mean, it's 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 a very MLS moment, I guess I would say. And so we'd be actually tracked the guy down and talked to him on the show. It's totally worth it. It's a great <laughs> interview, great interview. At this point, I'm assuming they have the real one, but. It was, it was pretty awesome. All right. Let us jump to the West now, and we'll start with uh, our Minnesota United. They played on the 8th. They played Dallas, their, their final match. 
And what a what a great match. I mean, this what a turnaround from everything we've been talking about for like the last month. <laughs> Final score is Minnesota three, Dallas nil. And I mean, it, it looked really weird to start out because we, we Lud was up top as our striker. He never actually played as a striker, but kind of slot him in like a false nine or whatever. And and it kind of worked. <laughs> they looked really good. I mean, this is one of their best performances probably since the uh, the Florida tournament. I mean, I'm, I'm just trying to think like there was never a time where I didn't think they were going to win this. And after they finally scored that first goal, I was like, yeah, they got this thing. Anybody else? There were, as usual, there were some rocky moments at, at the start uh, from Minnesota's defense. Um, but it was the second time that that back forward actually played together in a game. So, I mean, there was a huge improvement over the, the previous match um, when they just could not get it together. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, they, they came in strong the rest of the game. Um, they made some huge saves to to help St. Clair keep that clean sheet. So yeah, it was a solid performance, probably the first team performance that we've seen since I would say before Orlando. Okay. I agree. I mean, it was, it was great match. It was just a fun match to watch high energy um, back and forth. This was one of those matches too, where, you know, I think Bebel was finally over the, the COVID and he's fully recovered. And he basically just, step away, give me the steering wheel, let me drive this thing. Yep. And man, did he succeed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they they ran everything through him instead of having him, like, come in in the final third. Mm-hmm. And it worked. Right. I yeah. Mean, isn't that what we've been asking? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, we, exactly. <laughs> just just give just give Reynoso the ball and let him take exactly. over. Exactly. Bebelo, take the wheel. Yeah. Um, those, no tactics. Just let him play. through the... <laughs> yeah. Running, Let's, tackling. <laughs> yeah, running, tackling, tactics, things. No uh, tactics. In the, in the 17th minute, Molino gets the first one. Uh, there's, a, there's a turnover. Uh, who, who starts that turnover? Do you guys remember? I can't remember wh- no, where, where it, it comes No, it from. wasn't Bebelo. It was... Uh... Was it Lud? I can't remember. It might have been Lud. It, it gets to Bebelolo. Gets where, to Bebelolo. Yeah. Yep. And then, as is typically the case, he just knows where everybody's going to be running and kind of one touch passes it. Molino just runs right onto it and blasts it one time. And there's no way the keeper is going to get that. Mm-mm. There's your first one. And and then I put in here right away or shortly thereafter in the twenty first there was a there was an attempt that was a uh, Dallas shot I thought that was pretty close, um, then so they were kind of lucky to escape that. Oh, this this was the Coleman save. This was this uh, was bananas. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, the the goal line save. Yes, D- DSC comes out makes a great stop, but then he's like I don't know at least what eight feet from the goal. <laughs> he's pretty far oh, away. Yeah, he's like outside of his box. Yeah, and and Coleman just happens to get back there and and head the thing out at like the last second, which was super super lucky. It, but uh, it was close. That thing hit the crossbar, and I mean, if he had hit it just a little bit differently, it would have like deflected in instead yeah. of out. Um, well, the thing too is that Coleman like was calling for an offside ball, right? Yeah. 
And when that happened, the player got through. And so he's just jogging back thinking they're going to call it off. And then that's when, like, DSC comes out, like, totally out of, out of like, yeah. he came out way too far. He was out there, and then, yeah. And when, and then it was a Barrios. I think it was Barrios. He chipped yeah. the ball. And DSC was able to get, a, like, a finger on it. And that's when you see all of a sudden, you see Coleman going, oh, crap. I got yeah. to book it. Because he took he, – he hit the ball and then he hit that net like there was. He no went tomorrow. flying in there. Yeah, he was. And I was like, was oh man, I've feet. seen people hit nets like that and not come back from it. Yep. So, <laughs> so even though he created the situation where the goal scoring opportunity happened, he was lucky enough that DSC was able to get a finger enough to be able to mm-hmm. slow down the ball, so him to come back and clear his mistake in that aspect he, of it. He balanced it out. He did a Libra. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah, Somehow, I mean, St. Clair was forced to go out because there was no one back there for him. Right. They were all pressed too high, um, and most of them were sprinting back, but that was calm inside, and he's just – he was expecting it to be called off any second. Yeah. Well, no. I'll throw it to you three for, like, the next 20 or so minutes because I actually had to take a dinner break. I've actually put it in the notes that I, I missed about the next 20. So what else did you all see in the, uh, in the first half that you might want to talk about before halftime? If anything, I just wanted to know which um, which saint did uh, DSC pray to <laughs> to make sure that all the posts were, were, will be in his favor. Because how many did like, he get? There were a lot. I have no there idea. There were a lot of them. Yeah, I, I lost count after four, I think. Okay, but it was like yeah. one of those. It was like, like wow. as many saves as he made. The post, like either post made. I, I think that's uh i think there's a patron saint of lost causes uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, it, you know or, I, I was thinking in the the condomble santeria version too we have one something like that or well. or or the uh the the saint statue for brianna scurry at the black heart right? there, yeah. <laughs> maybe somebody lit that one <laughs> right on well if you guys don't know anything else uh that takes us to halftime with a one nil lead for minnesota intense lots of energy and then we start the second half and boy i mean very different than than the typical like panic where they usually either get close to scoring or do score in the first five minutes we score in the first five minutes (laughs) (laughs) what (laughs) flip the script (laughs) um and and it's bebelo's first for the team he gets it he gets his goal terrible pass yeah finally molino intercepts it picks it up really quick passes to so Molino to Lud to Bebelo and just blast it again one time. The whole thing happens in like two seconds. It's very fast. Yeah. Um, you guys, I just have like one thing to say really quick. Please. Um, apparently there is a patron saint of soccer players. Mm-hmm. Um, and his name is Luigi Scrasopi, who's Italian. Scrasopi. Um, he was an Italian priest and uh, he was canonized in 2001 and uh, in 2010, he was appointed patron saint of footballers by Bishop Alois Schwartz at a church service in the Austrian parish of Porschuk. Whoa. In okay, North no, Sea. Wow. That's, what's the backstory, I guess? Like, um, I feel like I'm watching. What's that, what's that movie uh, where like, they do a whole um, holy, holy, oh, I forget what it is. Holy goalie, right? Where, like, it's <laughs> holy goalie. Yep. <laughs> Where it's like it's all like all these like uh, they're all monks. Mon- yeah, all the monks are playing the soccer tournament that are, the finals play in the Vatican. I was like, I was yep. like, what is this about? Yep, yep. Um. Well, apparently, 
so in order to become in order to be called a saint, you have to perform a miracle. And apparently this guy uh, healed somebody with HIV. <laughs> I'm, reading, I'm reading the wiki. So this is pretty recent. Yeah, 2010. He was 2010. So apparently he cured someone of HIV, according to Wikipedia. And um, and he managed his children's center. Maybe that's... Um, Maybe that's the soccer connection. I'm not really sure why. Okay, oh, I'll just read this part. Um, he was appointed patron saint of footballers. Um, uh, a patron saint for footballers did not previously exist. Um, and so the idea was, um, the idea came from football fan Manfred Pesic and uh, and this guy supported the proposal uh, for a Vatican section um, because soccer for youth is of great importance and meeting. Um, so yeah, he I guess he just like supported soccer. He was like a soccer fan, and this is why we've been missing you, Sheila. We we need this kind of content. <laughs> so basically, the soccer thing, his miracle that he performed had nothing to do with soccer, but they needed a soccer saint, so. That's he fit the bill because I think nice. it like, fits. I like it. Very cool. What was the name again? The the last name? Uh, the guy's name is uh, Luigi Scrosopi. All right, there you go, Rodrigo. That's an episode title for you. Exactly. That's so <laughs> here's here's the thing too. Going back to the game, I think um, th this team, at least with our our midfielders, were pressing the ball a lot. Mm -hmm. And at least the first two goals were, were, were doing that. We're, we're, we got those two goals because we were pressing the ball so much. Uh, and that second ball to Reynoso was a press. And eventually a defender passed the ball back to open space, which Molino then passed it out wide. Right. And then uh, Reynoso was able to take a beautiful shot to score that back in. Right. But in previously, like in the 14th minute, you know, he had a free kick. That we all thought was going in. Man, it was so I think it was, close. Yeah, he hit that it was thing like, hard. Power. He hit that thing hard. And I was like, oh my gosh, is that going second post? And all of a sudden I was like, oh. and you're just like, wow. Skimmed it. Yeah. Skimmed it. And I was like, no, I, he's been so close this season to hitting a lot of those. And from such a difficult position, too, because it isn't like from the 18, it was from like, yeah, he always, like he the always six gets yard the, line, right? Yeah. Yeah. He always gets those like really tight, strange, like you can't bend it and lift it. You know? um, but no, I would say that having Lude up top kind of allowed the whole midfield to press forward a little bit more than they usually would. So everyone would typically stay back a little bit and let him do all the overlapping runs and and run back what she was still doing is the false nine uh yeah. but everyone else was pressing up behind them too well, and, and so just I, pulling defenders too if yes, anything exactly. he was just causing yeah. trouble to be like take me so then all of a sudden molino's yeah. open or or bebelo's open yeah. or whatever all those spaces which... opened up that they right. haven't seen yep in months causing chaos as we say chaos right? speaking chaos. of chaos oh perfect segue 66 minute brasileiro thiago santos um, Gregush goes down, and he tries to get up, and he basically cleats him on the head oh, like he yep. steps on him. And 
amazingly like there's no call i could not believe this and, and he's and he's bleeding like the camera kind of <laughs> zoomed in and like whoop, zooms out because there's like drops of blood <laughs> coming out yep um and so this this is more for rodrigo i put in there he becomes the piccolo <laughs> he gets he gets the head wrap <laughs> from dragon ball z style <laughs> uh, right and then he gets all angry like piccolo does and just does. Yes. he gets pissed off because for me, yeah, from here on out, he's like, oh, clearly we're not going to call anything if I'm bleeding mm-hmm. from my head. So you're all dead. <laughs> right. And, 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 and regarding to that Tiago Santos play, it was also the fact that, that right before around that time, right, um, Tiago Santos had a header. Oh, no, he opened it. He missed an open netter. Yeah. Right. They hit the upper. <laughs> they, hit, they hit the crossbar. You know, literally, all had to do was just tap it. Yeah. And so when he was. Um, Fouled Gregush like he wasn't seeing he wasn't he wasn't specifically looking for where he was stepping right and I think when they were going because they did look at VAR in a sense like they were reviewing the whole situation they did that's true they did yeah and the issue with VAR is that when they check for something like um like they're checking for a red if it's not considered to be a red it's not going to be a yellow either. He that's was what they were checking the shit for. Out of I'm not saying he too. wasn't. He, yeah, he, was, he, he was taking him down. But there was there was no way. That's why I don't I don't like this. I think the, I don't like the system that way in the aspect yeah. of like yeah, check for a yellow, or check for a red. If it's not a red, then it should be a yellow. Then right at least sure. right. And they shouldn't the guy be going for. They're always like they have to be looking for something specific, so they can't just look at it and see if there's anything wrong. They look for did he was he going for the ball when he hit Greg Gush in the head, which he certainly wasn't because the ball was in front of him. Greg Gush is behind him and the ball is in front of him. Um, but that wasn't exactly what they were looking for on review. So no call. I just thought, I, I loved like the psychological game that starts going on because mm-hmm. yeah, after after all the stuff that he'd gotten away with up to this point, and then making a uh, uh, Greg which bleed from the head. <laughs> he's just like, all right, buddy. He's living me the game, mental games of the referee. He's just like, clearly, you, clearly it's after, a free for all. Cause he should have like, been red carded. Like, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I was gonna say, yeah. oh, he should have been red carded like at least twice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But then all I gotta he, say so he is. Looked, uh, yeah. He looked angry, but then he just had a smile on his face the rest of the night. Yep. Yep. <laughs> he was like, like, "All right, free pass. Well, we'll play that game. Let's go." Because, like, like Super Mario, you know he got the, he got the star. Yes, exactly. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> That's the thing, though. Is like, is like, we know that Pisco Rodrigo is the best Rodrigo. I think angry, angry Gregus is probably my favorite Gregus. <laughs> when he can get away with it when he gets the star yes uh all right let's go to number three 79th minute another molino goal he gets his brace uh this one starts with lud running down the flank on the left brings it back to bebelo central and then uh molino's coming in one time there it is again three nil three nil (laughs) bananas yeah, so that was uh, what, two goals for Molino, two assists for Bebelo. And a goal. And, yep. Yeah, but Bebelo basically tore up fantasy, whoever got put him oh, in for yeah, fantasy. God. He just crushed. Well, both of them. Yeah, because they, they were responsible for all three of those goals in some yep. way. 
I think Molino gets both. Yeah, Molino gets uh, like player of the week, and they both get. They were both team of the week starters. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. The thing about this whole play it was it was it was angry Gregush who got the ball out to Lude <laughs> on the right side. Yeah. And we talked about how we love Lude on the right side. So he dribbles down it, and he and he literally just gets past the first defender, crosses it over to Reynoso, who knows that yep. Molino is wide open on the left, and then boom, right? We get our set. We get it. We get our last yep. goal. But here's the thing. I want Molino to shoot first time all the time. First touch. Whenever he gets an extra touch, he just like it, sucks. He whiffs it every time. Yeah. And and I hate that. I was like, it's like, dude, just just hit it first time. I don't care if it goes sky high. I just want you to hit it the first time. Yeah. I don't want you to take an extra touch because every time you extra touch, something is gonna happen. So I mean that can be said for all of them. I, I say the same thing for Lud as well. Yeah, they they dribble around a little too much. Right Maybe it's that. the midfield aspect of it, but the fact is that could be they just need to shoot, yeah, like first time. And that's and what, I, yeah. I mean, that's how he played when they first brought him in. He was always up there with the one timers, and for some reason, when that stopped working and the system changed a little bit, he started just just dribbling it around and looking for something better, mm-hmm. and it never works out. Well, they look sharp. 3-0. Uh, other couple things to mention before we wrap it. Um, our Langsdorf House Lannister actually comes in at the 81st. I love that. Thank you, Bridget. <laughs> Put that one in there. Be very Did that happy. one for, just for you. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Um, so it was actually kind of cool to see the, an actual forward, you know, show up. Not that we needed them at that point, but no. it was cool. And then the other good thing was we had the big mass subs towards the very end and Hassani Dotson got about I don't know, seven or eight minutes, which was just yeah. great to see because we were kind of assuming he was done. So, yay. Any one of us would have been done for the season, but right. he comes sprinting in. Ah, youth. <laughs> <laughs> and so there it is. 3-0. Big win. Dominant, impressive uh, match. Yeah. Uh, and I put this in here, too. It's, it's even more impressive considering that we haven't had a par the whole time, limited Aussie, no, no real striker pretty much until the last yeah. 10 minutes, all the COVID misses and all the COVID mess. Uh, so to kind of pull that off was, was a nice exclamation point to, to end the regular season in a very, very difficult, weird year. Yeah. I mean, I think also too, is that, and then we've talked about this and I've mentioned it a lot is that, when Reynoso came in, we totally switched the aspect of like, we don't need a forward to score. <laughs> we just need people on the wings to be able to shoot. Yeah. And this game proves it, right? We didn't start a forward. We had four attackers who who were creating chaos everywhere. Now, if we keep on doing this, people are gonna get hip to it and they're gonna and, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna scheme against it, right? They're probably gonna make sure that the six stays back and um more like a little bunker style, but Regardless, I mean, it was fun watching fun soccer. That's the key word. It was fun, finally. Yeah, I wasn't too excited. Like, I don't get hyped up to watch these games as much as I used to these days. Um, But it was actually fun to just sit there and watch the game. Yep. And they played well. I mean, it's not like they steamrolled Dallas. Dallas was actually doing a pretty decent job. It wasn't wasn't a one-sided game at all. Um, I, I did see Dallas on Twitter kept saying, well, 
we did just win the crossbar challenge when they were going back. Yeah, that's right. The post. <laughs> <laughs> we I think it was at halftime. We might be down one zero, but we definitely won the crossbar challenge tonight. So, so we'll call yeah, that a, a great win. Great sense of humor. That was, but, that was nice of him. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, when you when you play each other like once a month, right? Well, let's take a look at everything else there on, on the West now, really quickly. So, I guess the big one here uh, that we will talk about was Colorado beating Houston two to one, and and LAFC essentially winning this match, but then Portland getting a tying goal in stoppage time, I believe it was. Yeah. Which then completely threw up the or just like trashed the uh, the postseason. <laughs> Uh, lineup, Bridget. You 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 want to talk about this? Because <laughs> yeah, I mean, gave yeah. up on Twitter at that point. <laughs> it, yeah, I, the the points per game thing is uh, a little confusing in the sense that it's it's harder to look at the table and see, mm-hmm. you know, what kind of tra- tra- trajectory you're going to have. Um, so Colorado scoring was, I mean, they've they've lost a lot of games but they've also scored you know four goals in a match five goals in a match so um kind of they've padded that goal average so the points per game aspect is just insane and all the teams that you would expect to have finished well just don't because they happen to be scoring i'll just mention so sporting wins two to nil and they're they they end up holding first po- first place rather yeah. Seattle wins four to one over San Jose. They, they hold two um, Vancouver three nil over galaxy. They're both out of it, but back to what you were saying when, when Minnesota finished their match, we just assumed we were playing going to end up with LAFC. Yep. And then within like three minutes, it changed twice. <laughs> Not even. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was going to be LA and then it looked like it was going to be Dallas again. And then I think with what Portland made it Dallas mm-hmm. and then the Colorado goal made it Colorado. Colorado. Yeah. It's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, MLS. So yeah, so that's it. Um, we, we can talk about really quickly how all this stuff lines up now. Uh, it's very clear on the West. Uh, you've got SKC versus uh, the San Jose, Minnesota versus Colorado, as we just mentioned, uh, Portland, Dallas, and Seattle, LAFC, which, whoa, I mean, that yeah. could be a final right there, but yeah. <laughs> that'll be a wild one. Uh, on the East, it's a little more open because we have the play-ins first, right? We got the two expansion team battle to start uh, Nashville versus Inter-Miami. Then you've got New England Revolution and Montreal that will then slot in. Uh, one of them will play uh, Philly. And then the one that's that's set right now, Orlando, NYFC, NYCFC. Then you've also got Columbus and Red Bulls. And then the other one of those plans will go to Toronto. And that's kind of where we are at for next weekend, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. The yeah. playing rounds, I believe, are Friday. Okay. Yeah. And then the rest of the bracket Saturday, Sunday. I have a feeling there's gonna be some more cancellations. Oh, th- that's that's a perfect oh, no, segue because no. it, it's already happened. It's um uh inter inter Miami has had cases. So yep. We'll keep an eye out for that as always. 
Um, the, ca- the cases, but also, I mean, Chicago just shut down. New Mexico's shutting down. I mean, we're right. we're probably gonna have some sh- more shutdowns. I'm guessing. Oh, there's there is absolutely. Oh, yeah. So we we talked about this last week. The entire USL didn't have their championship. Uh, both both USL one and USL two, I think it was right. Yeah. And so there's this. There's at least 50%, if not more than that, that this whole thing just folds. We don't even have a playoff championship, whatever. Yeah. Goalie I mean, wars, they were, they were able to play. What's that, Rob? I said goalie wars just to decide a championship. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, they were able to play, though, like through the previous shutdowns. I mean, it, they just weren't allowed to really have anyone around. Um, so it's, it's more a concern over cases within the club and within yep. coaching staff than anything right. else and i mean i mean if, going through any, the shutdowns yeah if anything the COVID right, cases the, i mean when we had the actual shutdowns that was before the season started yeah you're talking about but, like, well, the entire state like locked i'm down. talking about when we had a shutdown like an actual shutdown back in march mm-hmm. there was well, no yeah that was right right but i mean some states were still like in full lockdown or just coming out of it when they started playing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Who knows? It's week by week, day by day. Day by day. I yeah. just, you know, if we get to play, I want to see an orange ball out there. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, it happened, Rodrigo. It just didn't happen in Minnesota. <laughs> that, yeah. that was your uh, your Salt Lake. Um, who they Salt play? Salt Lake uh, and Kansas. Kansas City, right? Yeah. Um, let's let's briefly just we'll take a break in a second. But okay. Minnesota and Colorado, they play the 20. Also, we'll actually get a chance to talk about this before because that's a that's a Sunday, I think, right? Yeah, Sunday night. Oh, yeah, so we'll, so we'll be able to talk about it. But here, Bridget, you brought this up at the end of the, of the show. We snuck it in right before we ran out of time because of internationals, which we'll talk about here in a bit. We're going to have no Lud, no Metaner, no, no uh, Kai Kamara, no Grey Goosh, which makes mm-hmm. me nervous. Yep. And Colorado, so we got. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Kamara hasn't featured a whole lot since he came here, uh, but Lud Metinair and Gregus have been instrumental in right. in every decent game so far. I, I mean, I'll be honest, the one that worries me the most is Lud. Yep. But, uh, poof, I, and, and we talked about it too, but that maybe, Colorado peak is peaking at the right time too. So yeah, I, yeah I and they're only missing one guy. Um, for international, so they won't have to deal with as much chaos there. Uh, but maybe we'll actually see some of the young guys start. Uh, maybe Edwards will get some time. He can. I think he could fill. He could fill that blue role. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Let's but, say it and make it true. Yes. More than likely, um, we're going to see Schoenfeld up top, and then you're going to have yeah, probably Molino, Finley, and then. Um, Maybe Edwards on the left, or or uh, oh no, you have Molino, that's, you have Molino, two Reynoso, Edwards, two Molino, Reynoso, Finley. So that's that's what it's going to be like. Yeah. Molino play on the left, Finley will play at the right because Greg because because Heath will not play him anywhere else but the well, right. Finley Finley can't really play him play from the left. So so that's what we'll see is that and then probably have Schoenfeld up there. That's 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 my guess. And I, I'm sure the the three new guys will be in there as well. I mean, Langsdorf got his uh, got his debut. The other two, I'm sure, will come off the bench at some point. Lannister pays his debts. 
Right. And then the question <laughs> then becomes is what do you do with the Metanir's role? Do you give that to the Basi and then you keep chasing the left? Or as some people love the idea of Dotson playing right back, I don't. I, I no. hate the idea. Mm-hmm. But there's there's that there's that idea of like, yeah, put him in the right. It's like if I'm gonna put Dotson, I'm gonna put him in the midfield. That's it. Well, and, and is he even ready for a start? I'm not I was sure. gonna say I don't think he's I don't think he's gonna be like starting eleven fit. Yeah. I could see him coming in as a sub. I think it's more likely that we see Debassi on the right. He can, I think he filled in for Metinair, uh after that red card, I believe. Um, he can play pretty much any position on the back line. Yeah. Fairly decent. So I think it's going to be a lot tighter match than some people were thinking. I think it's going to be yeah. nerve wracking. Yep. All right. We'll talk more about it next time. Um, extra time at awards. If people wanted to vote for, Canadian best player DSC is in there and uh, Molina was in for one, but my, I can't even read what my notes did. Cause it auto-corrected on me as it uh, tends Molina to do. lost. What was, what was the award though? Uh, comeback uh, player comeback. of the year. Comeback. That's what that's supposed to be. Wow. He lost, <laughs> he lost to Bradley Wright Phillips, which okay. I don't get. No, like his only comeback was he got cut from a team and went to another team. And right, that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like that's like Molino. Molino I blame Weeby. From... I blame Weeby and, and and David Gas for this. That's the, <laughs> I already told. I already told the soccer cooligans. I was like, go get them. If the vote, if the vote comes back and Molino doesn't win it, I'm I'm blaming Weeby, and I and I blame Weeby because he said he didn't mm-hmm. vote for Molino. So you've got the direct line ready to go, so you can apply that pressure. Um, the other thing I'll mention. Uh, David Villa, there were there was some sexual harassment charges. And an investigation did pan out, and it turns out everything was confirmed. So he might be in some pretty hot water. Um, and I think he, I believe he's coaching a team somewhere in New York. I don't know what what it's how it's all going to pan out, but uh, not looking so good for kind of that uh, big name player that kind of carried NYFCFC for such a long time and uh, the Spain background and everything there as well. Uh, messed up, going to have some consequences. Yep. On that note, let's take a break. We'll come back. Hi, this is Lisa Watch. And no, you must be to me because I am definitely not blessing your ears in this podcast. Anyways, back to the Minnesota football show. And welcome back to the Minnesota Football Show. We are um, in the, geez, what section are we in? I was gonna. I got U.S. Uh, men's national. I didn't get a Thank chance you. to watch. Oh, this. oh, there, yeah, the young, the, the the young squad, right? That's what I'm trying. Yeah. What did you guys think? Yeah. U.S. nil, Wales nil. What did you see? It was much funner to watch the the, yeah. the kids than it is uh, than it was to watch anything else. I mean, I. I, I learned that Sex definitely doesn't need to play any minutes for whatever team he's playing for. He's fine. That's what I heard. He had a good show. And then I also think um, Sergino Dust is is great as a as a right back because like you could see some of his uh, uh, Barcelona flair, um, but he's dangerous. Like Weston McKinney is 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 now the new new god, and and uh, he was amazing. Like his hustle and he's he's he was great. I think. Um, I Who's think the kid uh, from uh, Valencia. That everybody's talking about. Oh, was that Musa? Musa. Yeah. Apparently, Giannis he put on Musa? quite a show. 
No, yeah, he did a good job too. Like there's there's a highlight where like he gets the ball from the right side and instead of he does an inward and then he goes out and then goes but go back in to be able to switch the ball. And I was like, whoa, look at all that space he just created. And I was like, wow. There were lots of opportunities. We just didn't have any finishers, which is fine. I know I always I'm I like Giannis. I like Giannis as a forward, but that's that's me. I think I think overall, I think this team was there's a lot more combination plays that were being done than you've seen before. And it was all quick pace. And I think that's one of the things that you need to um, think about is just how this is going to work out. Like, do you need to bring back some of the, the, the veterans in, right? At what point do they, do you bring the veterans? Cause the only veteran there was um, uh, Sebastian, uh get Becky G's, Becky G's fiance. So <laughs> Um, how did uh, how did Gio Reyna look? Oh, Gio looked good. Number seven, yeah. Like, I think there was a lot of like trying to understand which either each other's role on the field were. That was a lot of overlapping. That hopefully will get cleared up more to be able to create more space. But once that gets all figured out and you put a Pulisic in there, it's it's going to be really interesting. Cool. Good. All right, well, let's. this comes from MJ. He had a question here that's a typical MJ question that's all over the place. <laughs> so hopefully you all can understand it. He says, with Brazilian-American Joao Johnny Cardozo, Argentine-American Leggett, uh, Argentine Portuguese uh, U.S. Giovanni Reina, uh, USMNT coaches, directors learning from the Klinsman German U.S. focus, or previous Mexico plus Central American plus upper middle class white focus question mark i didn't even read that as a question but question mark is this an oversimplification of who are the best uh u.s players available is, is what he's trying to say there just like in terms of diversity is that kind of what we're yeah. trying to get out yeah. okay yeah i think what it's think? more uh who happens to be fit and healthy at any one time um at this stage in the season even for this strange season that we have it usually ends up being the younger guys in a more diverse group uh, mm -hmm. before they go to a more senior squad uh, so I think it's too early to say if you know this actually is the future look of USMNT um, it's cool to see a majority POC a squad though like that yeah, I mean that's yeah, pretty definitely. dope I mean, when you look at, uh, we've talked about this so many times, like the MLS draft this year and every single draftee was a white kid from a suburb who was able to pay to play. Um, and that's usually what the national team reflects as well. Sure. Uh, so it's it's good to see that, you know, we're, we're pulling from all of our resources uh, and and not just the, you know, what we've seen the last eight, 12 years. Mm -hmm. And so the follow-up, he says, oh, one, Rodrigo, Sheila. I was just going to say, it's one, um, it's one aspect of creating anti-racist, you know. Yeah, totally. Exactly. Yeah, totally. I mean, you look at like basketball or football or other sports, also majority uh, people of color for, and black people. And yep. in some cases, so it doesn't necessarily doesn't necessarily make them not not racist. 
but um it's a step yeah so he also says follow up how much does combable nation does a combable nation players success in mls affect this no effect not much difficult to ascertain somewhat significantly absolutely um regarding what we were just talking about wait so the question is is how many how does the mls help or detriment combable players no, I think I think it's I the know. the reverse. How much does uh, recruiting from Comnable affect the success of MLS? Well, I mean, I think it helps it. I mean, just look at it. Yeah. I mean, look at Portland. Look at Seattle. What, yeah. I mean, the talk of the town right now in MLS circles is, what is the Galaxy going to do with not Chicharito, but with um with the other Argentinian? Uh, player who has like a 20 million dollar buyout right who literally is the uh the soul of that team it's like you know that's like that's the thing it's like i, th I think combo has oh, had okay. a, a good a, a good um a good um effect on mls specifically of play and also yeah. respectability right i mean you, you think about yeah. having other players come from other leagues right you look at the Iguains, you look at the pulidos right and then you start looking at players like, you know, um, uh, you look at Pozuelo, you look at the Peruvian players that are coming in over more and more abundance. I think it's it's becoming more in Argentinians and Uruguayans. I mean, it's 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 um, it's, it's there. I think it, it's, yeah. it's a good up. And I actually every time I ask someone who's like or or getting conversations with people regarding players who need exposure, I was like, just come to the MLS for two years. <laughs> You can play right. in time, yep. and you get paid on time. Tear it up, and then, and then you can then then you can sell whoever. I mean, if it worked for Miguel, why can't it work for anyone else? Right? Um, exactly. He he clarifies. MJ clarifies a bit here. We're we're right on. He says, from an immigrant heritage standpoint, with more comable representation in US USMNT history. Um, he just jokes him. Am I trying to shoehorn the USMNT into a comable podcast? <laughs> No, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's it's great. It's it's good to see. So I, I guess I'd say A through F. I'd say E significantly. How about that? <laughs> it significantly affects. Yeah. I mean, and it's, the cool thing too about like this last game was the fact that Gio and Claudio and then Mom have all played for the U.S. national team at one point. So like they have all yeah. of them have have caps. I think that's that, that's really something that should be celebrated the fact that that family i mean and he's got brothers i think he's got more brothers so who knows maybe maybe the next thing will uh will, yeah will he happen. might have me the best reina <laughs> each camp will have a new reina <laughs> exactly right on um well let's jump to uh louisville they had their expansion draft for nwsl and got a couple humongous names attached uh to them but there's the story's bigger i think so they got both Tobin Heath and Christian Press's rights. Now, of course, the issue there is they're both at Manchester United right now. And in fact, man, I don't, did you guys see Tobin Heath's goal this morning? Yes. Oh, man. Oh, that was yeah. Fogel. What a blast. I think my favorite thing about that goal was that Christian Press realized what Tobin was going to do and got the heck out of the yeah, way. She did. Like, <laughs> run away, run away. Like, I'm out. <laughs> It's like it's like that scene from like Mighty Ducks when that enforcer guy hits that that knuckle puck and everyone knows to get out of the way. <laughs> yep. Exactly. As the Christmas is like, uh oh, here comes Tobin. She's mad. I'm gonna move out the way. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. 
so let me ask you all then, because I don't remember how their contracts work. It, is it one of these things where is it was it a, like a two year contract in Europe or in England and then they're back? Because I mean, at some point, my 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 it's, friends in Louisville are super excited, but I was just like, "Hold on, it's probably not going to be an immediate thing." Go ahead, Bridget. Well, no, it definitely won't be an immediate thing. Um, they have their rights, which means that you know, they basically hold the hold the checkbook on those two players. Um, they are, yeah, I can't remember if it's a one or two year deal in Europe, but um, even when they come back this isn't even to say that they will play uh, for Louisville, what they'll probably end up doing. I think I, I read one take that the way that the NWSL expansion drafts work, it's, it's even more confusing than the MLS. So I didn't even try after a while, um, but it, it's almost like they just have a better bargaining chip for later on when they need to start bringing in other players. So to have the rights to Tobin Heath and Christian Press, who might not want to play in Louisville, um, there were a few oh wow, people so, so there's that, a distinct possibility they may not even play. Right, they have they have the rights, but that doesn't mean that they are slotting them into the lineup. Oh, my family's gonna be so mad. <laughs> I'm gonna have to tell them that. <laughs> I mean, I think it comes down to the aspect also too is like there isn't any agreement with the European League. Like there was an agreement within NWSL and and the Australian league, right? Where that's exactly the reason that we had an influx of Australian players is because when the NWSL was playing, it was off season for them. So there yeah. hasn't been any conversations that I've known about in that aspect of it. It it is a um a, a great PR move and a marketing move for uh for Louisville, but it's just uh it's just who knows when they'll come back. And I know yeah. honestly. Like, if you're going to play for an expansion team, who does not want to play for the LA team that's going to be coming up in a couple that's of years? One of the takes that I saw was actually once once they do come back, they'll probably be angling for a move to LA. Um, why? Why? As a, because, I mean, these are, these are veteran players who will probably not be in the league that much longer. Uh-huh. Um, and get the, the get LA franchise. Yeah, the... <laughs> The LA franchise is going to be a huge marketing move for the players as well as the city. Like um, for like to be in like movies or no, no, no. They like, just have tons of investors. It's Lots it's gonna be it's gonna be like uh, Steven Gerrard and Beckham going to LA Galaxy. Uh-huh. Retiring players are gonna go, you know, tear it up in LA for a season or two. Uh-huh. Before and that's the Hollywood connection is there, Sheila, but it's more just like Natalie it's Portman because will write it's you like LA. a yeah, she'll write you a twenty million dollar check and be like, "You're coming to play for right. me." <laughs> it's it's something so much bigger than a women's soccer team yeah. in LA. It's it's a whole like women's movement, not just yeah. mm-hmm. you know an expansion franchise. And Louisville is going to be an expansion franchise. They're going to do big things for the women's game, but it's not going to be anything like what LA is going to do. It's so right. much bigger than, than the game itself. And, and that yeah. was a take from 31 questions pod as well too. my two kids who were like, like they were disappointed because you know, they're Portland is Giselle's team and, and Tobin Heath's favorite player. So, but they're like, yeah, I think it's a good move, but more than likely they just want to come play in LA. And, and I think, I think Louisville knows that and probably thinks they can, they, They've got a nice payday coming in a year or two. Ah, got it. So when these move. players, when these players are available, you know, to to be moved around, 
Um, so instead of getting players that they can use immediately now and, you know, for however much money they, they bought, basically they bought low so they can sell high in two years yep, and exactly. be able to bring in whatever they need in two so, years time. So, I mean, it's a, it's a risky move for the aspect that you're more than likely, you're never have, going to see them in the, on the, exactly. on the pitch, yeah. but it's an investment. Cause like once you can trade them out or LA's is formulated it's going to be like a big draw yeah they're gonna get a massive check and they can go get you know a whole roster for whatever they make on those two well suzanne and lila if you've made it this far and you're listening i i'm sorry and i apologize <laughs> but who knows maybe they will still show up yeah suzanne and lila if if you're listening um if you would have become a patreon subscriber then in our Slack channel, you would have you would have found us out a lot sooner. It wouldn't have to listen to the show. <laughs> Let's do internationals fast. Um, you want you guys want to take a break or we just roll? Uh, I'm good. All right, let's yeah. roll. So, Lazio being Lazio, usually having to do with uh, fascist BS. This this actually is not necessarily there. Um, instead, so in Serie A. It was revealed that they've been faking COVID tests. Yay. So who knows how many people they've been infecting, not just in their club, but throughout the entire country. And the only reason they got busted is because Champions League does their own. And they're just like, you guys have like six infected players here. They're like, no, we don't. <laughs> yeah, you do. Um, Another reason so that it, to watch Serie A ever again, right? Yes. <laughs> and, well, it gets worse. Not. It gets worse, though. That's the thing is like, so yeah, so now they've been spreading to who knows how many hundreds of people. And I don't remember if it was their coach or their owner, but one of the higher ups just goes on this horrible rant. Like, I'm not even going to, it's not worth repeating here, but just super misogynistic rant about comparing uh, women's biology, let's just say, to the spread of the coronavirus. You're just like, what the fuck, man? Wait, what? Yeah. Oh, I'll send you a link later. Well, the more you the more you listen to it, you're just like, is this real? Just and yeah, Eric, Eric real. say I mean, what it is so that our listeners who haven't heard it can. I, I, if you send me the link, I'll put it in the liner notes, and people can look at it and then click on the link and find more okay. about it. But it was freaking nuts. Like it was, it was like, just insane. That's like, and but it's totally lots you though. It's all on brand. Right. Right. And then and then people ask me why I don't want to go to Italy for any destination <laughs> vacation. And I was like, yeah, I can't deal with it. I'm gonna I'm walking to I'm gonna walk in Italy and like get arrested as soon as I can. There's good parts. There's good parts, but and you probably don't want to go watch a match from there. What was that? And the patron saint of soccer is from there. See, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I it was it was revealed through my uh, 23 and Me that I am Sardinian. So I, I at some point I'd like to hop there. But check it. We're, we're our own little independent island. We ain't even attached to the boot. We're out there in the middle of the sea, baby. <laughs> uh, all right, so... Friends by circumstance, not by choice. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, EPL last week, um, I watched a little bit of the, of the Leicester Wolves. That was a, it was a really, really intense match. Uh, Leicester ends up winning 1-0, but it was mostly like the keeper show. I think Hui Patricio had at least 10 amazing saves. He was all over the place. Um, so the fact that they only lost by the one was actually kind of awesome. Um, good match. Uh, Bridget, you had, there was the big one with Man City and, and Liverpool. Got them tied up, the big boys. Yeah. Uh, it was okay. 
I think Man City actually played better than Liverpool did. Um, it it was just kind of a mess, though. Yeah. Not uh, Villa the got a huge win derby that I've seen. Right on. Villa big win over Arsenal three 0 so, Yeah, I don't watch Peacock, Peacock, so I don't watch EPL. So I, uh, I don't watch no, EPL this, teams. I stole the, the, the Wolves. Go ahead. I stole someone's password to Peacock, so there's a the, few of uh, us only giving them one subscription. The Wolves match was on Telemundo. <laughs> Rabbit ears, Rodrigo. Rabbit ears. Oh, Telemundo. Yeah. What is that now? That's I don't even watch Univision anymore, man. I'm like, I remember at one time. I don't blame you. (laughs) At one point in my upbringing, like when we first moved here, it was all Univision all the time. And now as an adult, I don't even touch that stuff anymore. Mente cinco, mente cinco, digital. Um, I bought. I put the Gladbach Bundesliga match in here. They they actually lost to Leverkusen four to three, but Lazaro has an amazing golazo. The Scorpion kind of from the side i i put it on all the social media because it's just such a beautiful cool technique that you just don't see that often anymore and the fact that he did it with such confidence like he knew the he, he knew was, the placement of the ball go ahead bridget <laughs> yeah watching that it's just so like oh you know what i think i'll i'll just go for it i'll just yes. do this no big deal it, like hardly a celebration all the teammates are going crazy and he's like yeah cool it's just so beautiful i mean you you the, the confidence, just like you said, just be like, yeah, I'm going to do this. Let's go. <laughs> and then all of a sudden your, your back heels over your head and uh, just ridiculous. It's such yeah. a beautiful goal. Um, let's talk internationals quickly. So the big one kind of was, well, there's a lot of Minnesota United ties here, but holy crap, who saw this one coming? World Cup winning France with a, at least half the squad was from that World Cup side. There were some new subs and some new faces in there too. But Finland, 2-0 with the win over France uh, with former loon Rasmus Schuler as captain. And, and I don't think Lud got any playing time, but he was on the bench. But humongous win for Finland. Wow. Mm-hmm. Did not see that one coming. But it's a friendly, right? Friendly. Yeah, yeah okay. That's it. It's a friendly. <laughs> it was a friendly. <laughs> Nonetheless, France, France was just using it as practice. <laughs> That's right. France is like, hey. No, they still had play. some big names, though. They still had, um, I'm going to well, yeah. blow, uh, I can't remember now, but there, it, it wasn't like the squad, but it was at least half. Half yeah. a squad. No, no, now yeah. France knows half our squad is as good as Finland. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> uh, as was previewed earlier in the episode, Frank DeBoer. Uh, it, here's, this is just, I'm just going to read the Dutch football Twitter, uh, Frank DeBoer with the worst start for any Netherlands head coach in history. He has not won his first four games in charge of the Dutch national team as if only this could have been predicted right. co-host. <laughs> this is the one where I said to my cousin and he just laughed. He was like, yep. <laughs> this is the thing that amazes me. I just want to see how many people want to defend, like, um, defend Frank. After this start, not only that, I'm like, yeah, he's not great. Sure, you well, give him when a team the Dutch full football organization is going after him on Twitter already. That's yep. right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Time's up. It, it it is an amazing case of white guys failing up, <laughs> just constantly <laughs> failing over. And La naranja over mecanica and over. is no more. <laughs> <laughs> you guys remember uh, when uh, when um uh what was it the uh, 
Netherlands hosted the World Cup. It was the, the whole Naranja Mecanica, the orange ball. Yeah. I don't think they ever have. They've, they've well, never had no, hosted. No, oh, it wasn't maybe they hosted, but I don't. I remember back when I was younger, it was like there was the whole movement of their like orange, orange. Um, I think thing. they had. Uh, yep. They might have had qualifiers there. Yeah, probably. Yeah, but I remember that. But no more. Yeah, yeah, they were always a pain in Brazil's butt. I remember they those matches were insane. They were really, really mm-hmm. tough matches. Um, okay, so another loons-related one. This was a qualification to get into the Euro, and we talked about it before where Northern Ireland and, yeah. and Slovakia played. And Slovakia actually win this match 2-1 to one with Jan Gregus coming in towards the very end, I believe, as a substitute. But they pull it off. So Slovakia right. and Gregus will be going to the Euros. Along with I love watching Scotland. the Gregus the highlights of his... Uh... Of his scar mark or his bandaid on his head, and I was like, I "Yeah, <laughs> Harry Potter, baby. He's got he's got the lightning bolt now." <laughs> um, who are the other ones? So Slovakia, Scotland, and who's the third? I can't remember now. But they all they all won their play ins, as it were. Yeah, there was one that uh, that um, that won in PKs. I forget who was one in PKs. That was uh, Ireland Scotland. Republic. Ireland. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it was Ireland Republic. I thought Scotland went on PKs too. I'm not sure anymore. Let's move on. <laughs> Let's move on. Well said. Um, going to uh, Africa, we go to the AFCON. Also, more Loons connections. Uh, Ivory Coast, 2-1 to one over Metanair's Madagascar. He starts and I think played the entire 90. Um, they this, this is number one and number two in the group. So nothing, I think they just swapped from one to two. So they're both still in, in qualification. They're both still fine to move on. Um, and then the following day, you had Nigeria and Sierra Leone, Nigeria winning that particular group. And at first I saw this and I saw the two, that was 4-4, by the way. So tons of goals, defense optional. And I saw two Kamara goals and I'm like, oh man, he's tearing it up. How many Kamaras, Bridget? <laughs> Four. <laughs> like half he the wasn't even on the field. <laughs> pretty, pretty amazing. He scored those goals by association only. Right? That's right. That's yes. right. So the whole yep. family's in there. <laughs> and they, Kamara I by mean, association. Yeah, yeah. And that was a huge comeback. They were down 4-0 at halftime. So those four goals were all second half. And I think they were close to, to breaking the draw too. But Yep. Right on. And I, I think I'm trying to remember the table there. I think they're a little farther away towards the bottom, but yeah, we'll see how it pans out. All right. Oh, there you go. Nosso tempo. Come bolasso. We got our, we got our qualifiers. Uh, you watched the uh, Ecuador three Bolivia two. What do you think? That's a crazy game. Like Ecuador looks nonstop unstoppable. Like, and Bolivia actually had some really good. So Bolivia is not a pushover that much anymore, but they had some really close games or close, uh, opportunities so um my hat's up to ecuador they were able to pull that off i think it's it, right now they're they're the the unstoppable one and then argentina versus paraguay i mean those two have a biggest one of the biggest rivalry but also paraguay keeps on the streak of not losing to argentina yeah that was a one-one so, tie and, one-one and there was tie. some there was some awesome stanislavski method acting in there from uh the aforementioned almiron I mean, he he sold some of those dives, baby. <laughs> hey, hey! If you are willing to sell the dives against Argentina, then you are, then you are gold. I mean, the next I best suppose. thing is selling dives as a Brazilian, but that's the next other thing. That is a hundred percent fair. 
Um, and and goes in the segue. I didn't catch the Colombia Uruguay Uruguay three nil. Did you see that one? Yeah, I you mean um, Cavani had a really nice goal. Um, mm-hmm. Colombia just wasn't able to put away any chances, and they and they had some, but just they were just unable to do that. And Uruguay Cavani. Luis Suarez scored one, yeah. and then I forget who the, their second goal was. Just amazing. I can't remember. Yeah, I forget who it was. It was is it Nunez? And there was like a twenty yard line, a twenty yard box, tw- out of twenty yard lines, twenty yards out of, just hits the one <laughs> that bounces into it. <laughs> it gets, and goes, and goes in. So I can't, I, I can't think right now. It was, it was that, it was All that right. impactful. Well, I know he yeah. wants to skip this one, but I'm bringing it up. Chile two, Peru nil. Oof, battle of the Pisco. Yeah, well, we win the bottle at Pisco. We just can't. We just we just can't seem to play very well against. This is a double double Vidal, right? Yeah, God, I hate that motherfucker. (laughs) Tell us how you really feel, and I and I feel bad that I I I was almost shoulder to shoulder with him. I mean, I tell that story in the airport last year when we were going to Brazil, and Uh, he's a horrible human being. He's like, you know, he should be like, in, he should be sponsored by Pepsi. Let's put it that way. Um, I watched most of the Brazil-Venezuela match yesterday. and That was an interesting one. Venezuela was, played well. They did. They did. Brazil wins 1-0, but I mean, they, they put up a really uh, strong defense, bunkered pretty hard, and their keeper, I put his name in here because he was just ridiculous, Farinez. Holy crap. He was just flying yeah, no, post to post no, no. up and down left and right he was he had a hell of a match yep no that was that was a good him. game we're back to the chile peru thing i think there's sure. two, a couple of things that can take away from it is the fact that rui diaz can be called up but he cannot play in a peruvian jersey as forward unless he's wearing <laughs> a seattle sounders kit because mm. that guy has gotten so many opportunities to put balls away that if he was in a Seattle Sounders uniform, he would have put them away. But when he comes and plays for the national team, it's like you guys remember back in the early '80s, we had uh, the unsolved mysteries. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things. It's an enigma. I don't know. But the new guy, the new kid that came in, was good. I think also finally, um, one of my favorite players, Cueva, got some time and was able to make those linked up connections. Peru had chances. They just can't put anything away. And Sounds, sounds kind you know, of uh, Messi-esque. Yeah. And so we get to play Argentina next, and that should be interesting. I hope there's like six red cards. I can't remember who Brazil Oh, Brazil has uh, Uruguay next. That'll be a tough one. Oh, that's going to be a tough one. But um, the, the, the Brazil highlights I put in here was one goal called off right before halftime where it was it was a clear goal, but Richarlison is kind of infamous for just being a bastard in the goal box. And he just like people's elbows, the goalkeeper to give him space to shoot. And the ref looks at him. He's like, really? I can see, you know? (laughs) And so he calls the goal off. Yeah, man. Richarlison, that that guy needs to get a red soon. Like seriously. Uh, Firmino gets the one goal. It was it was actually a really pretty goal where they just. Well, I'm, I'm happy for Firmino though because he's 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 battled and he's finally like he's never been consistent, but now he's finally getting a chance to be able to shine. So yeah, I like him as the striker too. He's he's. I like he's a Brazil with the, without Neymar. I always like a Brazil without Neymar. So I will fully <laughs> agree to that. Absolutely. Um, Mr. Westberdine threw this one out here. I, this is pretty amazing. I guess specifically for me, this is the five thirty eight rankings which are garbage we know this but sometimes they're just kind of fun to look at uh 318 and 319 
with with uh, in, in position 318 with 39.4 points, Minnesota United. P- position 319 with 39.3 points. Goyaz is <laughs> Did not see that one coming. Right, and I, I put it here. Go ahead. No, did you see who's in 316? Mm-mm. Oh, Phoenix Rising. Oof, <laughs> brutal. <laughs> so we're both below Phoenix Rising. That is pretty bad. But I, I just love this as a statistic to just be like, the worst team. I, you, you guys have noticed I haven't talked about Goyaz for like the past two months, and there's a reason for that. They're, they're, <laughs> they're in rough, rough waters right now. But that Minnesota would barely be ahead of Goyaz right now, like the bottom feeders of Brasileiro, is, is a pretty fair statistic, I think. That kind of says a lot. And also on their 11th coach of this of the past uh, Heath tenure, as it were, third this year. I don't know. I just. I still think that he, they'll probably be on their 12th coach. Like if there was going to be a friendly like soon and the 12th coach with maybe a week or two with the team would probably still be. So, in other words, Goyas is doing Goyas things, right? <laughs> I wish they weren't, but oh, so yeah. they're, they're, in the, they're in the situation where they've, they've had the COVID as well. So they're like two or three games back. So in yeah. theory, if they can make them up, they could possibly get out of relegation. But man, it's, it's a deep hole. A deep, oh, deep relegation hole. talk. Ooh, that's crazy. Dude, they're they're Laterna. They are the bottom. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. Well, yeah. we have some international games happening today. So it's at the UEFA Nations League. In yeah. Group three, we have Portugal and France. And I think that's gonna be a sweet game. Yeah. Um, and then Sweden and Croatia. That should be fun. And then group four, we have Germany and Ukraine, and then Switzerland and Spain. And Spain should be an interesting one and then hey, well, uh, this is this is the this is the this is this is our this is our Frankie section. I'll let yeah, Bridget this is the, this. <laughs> yeah, Bridget, send us out with this. Take take us home. Beautiful, bro. beautiful. <laughs> so in friendly against uh, Qatar, they they finished one one. Uh, Costa Rica was uh, I think the cutter goal might have been the first one actually, um, but after a Francisco Calvo foul inside the box cutters awarded a penalty which uh they nail of course um i've seen a few people kind of clapped back on twitter that it was a really soft uh really soft foul and it shouldn't have been called um but you know he's nothing if not consistent no matter what jersey he's wearing minnesota chicago costa rica minnesota And and that is the okay, end of our segment called <laughs> dedication to the that's our Frankie. That's our Frankie. That's our Frankie. <laughs> that's our Frankie. <laughs> Gotta love it. Right on, Rodrigo, Bridget, Sheila. Obrigado, Sam, listeners. Thank you very much. Uh, Patreon.com backslash MN Football Show for the uh, alcohol supply soon to be coming. <laughs> I, I will and, be having a, a, a Peace Corps rant sometime soon. So yes. I, I have to that watch the I have to be able to find a place where I can watch the the full full game against Chile because everything was I wasn't able to once someone releases it, I'm pretty sure oh you'll get a rant from me. So what is Peace Oh my goodness. Do, do we want this to go Wait, for another no, hour? No, I, th- I think Sheila <laughs> needs to we're trying to end this thing, Sheila. <laughs> Sheila, yeah. She that we'll we'll, we'll kick out let's let's answer that in a Patreon. We'll I was recording. gonna say that should be a that should be a whole special on Patreon. <laughs> we, if we can get Alisa back, we can we can go back and forth. But if not, I'll bring Corey. Oh my god, that that would be like three <laughs> hours. <laughs> right on. Thanks everybody. Thank Video. you.